I'm Rob Adler, and welcome to Understanding Upstate. It's the podcast dedicated to exploring what makes upstate New York such a unique place. Each week, my co-host Jim Search and I dive into a new upstate topic to better understand what's up upstate. And today, we're talking about the much-heralded grocery store, Wegmans. Jim, it's a weird thing to say that a grocery store (laughs) is celebrated, but it's true. And... Before we get into Wegmans, I do want to ask you about something, okay? Sure. Let's go. As I just mentioned, we're doing an episode on a grocery store today, and anyone that follows you on social media, I think knows at least two things about you. One, sure, that you are a stand-up comedian, and two, that you absolutely love the New York City-based grocery store, Western Beef. My social media profile definitely would tell you both of those things with 100% honesty and certainty. Yeah. So I think today you're going to be our resident grocery store expert because you have spent a good chunk of time talking specifically about Western Beef, which is also mm-hmm. a delightful uh, grocery institution. Can you just talk a little bit about your passion for Western Beef? And I think that will will set us up. Uh, to get into Wegmans. Well, we only have an hour, so I'm going to (laughs) try and keep this under an hour. Uh, So I'll do my best (laughs) to do that. Uh, Yeah, you know what? I, well, I'm a big fan. Uh, I fuck with Western Beef Heavy. Uh, You know, I'm a member of the Empire Boulevard chapter. Mm -hmm. Uh, represent, Represent Empire Boulevard. And it's a, it's a great grocery store. It's cost effective. You know, when I was a single man, uh, I can tell you that the groceries for the week, I was able to get that done in under 40 bucks, which was incredible. Oh, man. And, you know, it's it's its own unique space in terms of a grocery store, man. You know, look, I'm 42 years old. So, like, I can definitely talk to you about some grocery stores at this point in my life. Oh, yeah. But. No, the reason I I really fuck with it is again just because like it's very unique. It's its own little world. You know, the one that I go to like is often blasting like Hot ninety seven, which is for those <laughs> of you who are not in New York City, uh, in the mix of what New York City is. That is just like blazing hip hop and R and B. That'll be blasting. And you know, as I say, I have five minutes of stand up comedy dedicated to this store. Uh, you know, it's always an adventure. Like you don't know what's going to happen in there. Like you might, I might get a deal on salmon or I might get cussed out by a West Indian woman, but I'm ready for both. So like, you know, uh, I want a challenge, right? Mm. New York city Mm -hmm. is about a challenge Mm. and I cannot imagine what life would be like if it was easy. And sometimes, you know, there's one register open and the line (laughs) is fucking hella deep, but you know what? For me personally, it's just, it's got its own character. It's a New York City institution. And I have definitely been an ambassador unofficially of, uh, of Western Beef. Can we talk about the Western Beef logo? Because I think in terms of grocery store logos, they have the absolute best. Now, obviously, since we are on audio, the viewer can't <laughs> yeah. see this. Wow, Jim just pulled out... A clipping, a printed out clip of the Western Beef logo, and I'm delighted to see it. It is, yeah, it's a very happy cactus with a cowboy hat. 
The branding is just on point. It should be a cow in a cowboy hat. Let's be let's be perfectly clear. You know, if we're going with what you would reasonably expect from a store named Western Beef. However, it's it's that that twist that I appreciate. The old cactus cash. <laughs> there he is. And you know this this particular clipping is my name in the Western Beef font. Which is oh my great. god, I didn't even notice it. I was so yeah. Wow, you are dedicated. You are real dedicated. (laughs) Real life, man. You know, and it's so funny. And I got to figure out how to monetize this and make this work for me in so many ways because people (laughs) definitely walk. I I wish I had a montage collection of the pictures people have taken of Western Beast when they walk by and sent them to me. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, man, I just walked by Western Beef and I just wanted to let you know I'm out there. I'm like, that's great, baby. I may do it this year if I put uh if I started flipping uh if I made a calendar dedicated to Western beef Ooh. would you buy it? I know a guy it's with like, a camera. I know a guy with a camera. Well, we might have our we might have our next project on deck here, sir. Uh, because I would be that'd be we get twelve locations. <laughs> there you go. You know what I mean. There you go. That'd be hilarious, man. Twenty twenty four might be the year to get into the printed calendar game. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I feel like we uh, we might be onto some. Well, just like you've got a lot of love for Western Beef and Wegmans, turns out some people have a little bit of love for a little podcast called Understanding Upstate. And we know that because they have subscribed, rated, and reviewed this very podcast. And if you too uh, like hearing about various grocery stores that you can find in New York State. Mm-hmm. We suggest that you write a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're catching this podcast at. If you give us a five-star rating and then you throw a review in the podcast, you can also throw in some suggestions for topics for us to cover that, of course, relate to upstate New York. You can't tell us to cover san fernando valley i don't that's the first thing i thought of I, we're not gonna do it we're not doing san fernando it's on it's on the not doing list. that not doing it but if you want us to do the mohawk river valley we just might yeah we just might we can talk about that so throw us a throw us a review uh and uh throw us some some suggestions as well with that in mind i suggest we talk about wegmans what do you think oh hell yeah that is what the folks have come here to listen to. There's a reason they downloaded it this week and said, oh shit, Wegmans, let's fucking go. <laughs> right? Let's go get it. All right. So before we get into the history of Wegmans, can we talk about just for a second why on earth, for anyone that's not from upstate New York or New York region, uh, why are we talking about a grocery store today? To uh, say that Wegmans uh, has a cult following <laughs> is like an understatement. Uh, you know, in the research that I've done, you know, there was like a big social media campaign involved with like just people who shop at Wegmans. Mm-hmm. I mean, growing up, like I remember when Wegmans came to the Binghamton area, there's one in Johnson City. And we went nuts because it was like a mega store. Yeah. It's enormous. All of them, obviously outside of New York City, are enormous. 
even the New York City ones are like for a New York City store are comparatively massive. Agreed. Um, and you know, it's like it's in the Brooklyn Navy Yard where there's so much real estate to have such a place. Yeah. The new ones in the old Kmart at Astor Place. <laughs> yep, which shows is showing my age because I remember that Kmart uh, in Astor Place. Me too. So. You know, it is, it's just such a, uh, iconic, uh, store in upstate New York, you know, like it has its signature sub, which, you know, we'll get into a little bit later and it's representing a very unique, uh, uh, pocket of upstate New York and it's now moved down the entire Eastern seaboard. So yeah, one, one quote I saw from someone in the like grocery store business was if you want to see what grocery stores are going to do in three years, look at what Wegmans is doing now. So they're like, they're, they've been innovators in the grocer sector, <laughs> but like in, in a way that they're fun stores to be in, right? The Brooklyn Navy Yard one has a restaurant. It's very much a kind of, cutting edge space you know like so they're ahead of the curve uh when it comes to what they do so and people like when the the newest store in new york city opened up which just like a few weeks ago right uh, it was like mid-october i think uh a few weeks ago from from when we recorded this uh people were outside at like 3 or 4 a.m in manhattan to go inside and jim have you ever been outside in manhattan at 4 a.m it's maybe the like the last hour of all 24 that i want to be in manhattan <laughs> 3 a.m okay 5 a.m i can do 4 a.m no thank you absolutely not not so much um and to answer the question have i been out in manhattan at 4 a.m different show um, <laughs> that's bonus content that's that's behind the paywall gonna say that's our patreon where we talk about how <laughs> yeah. the crazy shit i was doing uh but yes um but it's it's but it's like a sneaker drop right yeah, like, yeah. there's people in like you know chairs sitting outside like it's the new jordans yep. you know so it's got its following one thousand percent well let's get into uh where where it all began and how they uh got got such a following all right so we have to go all the way back, folks, to 1916. Uh, Wegmans, it still is a privately owned grocery store founded in 1916 by John and Walter Wegman and was known as the Rochester Fruit and Vegetable Company. Hmm. Straightforward. So believe it or not, guys, you know, this grocery store started as a produce cart. So... Wrap your brain around that. Humble beginnings. <laughs> From the humble upstart of a produce cart to, in 2023, 109, give or take, grocery stores on the eastern seaboard. These aren't your little associated supermarket New York City heads. These are big-ass motherfucking stores. So, first store opened in 1917, like as a grocery store. Uh, at 72 West Main Street in Rochester, New York. That is the flagship, if you will. Now, Danny Wegman is the chairman of the board. 
again, this is a very family-run operation. His daughter, Colleen Wegman, has been the president and CEO since 2017. So, and there's family members sprinkled throughout uh, the throughout the organization. And they like, I want to say the family like lives in like Gates maybe or Canadagua. I will not attempt to say that name, but that's the name I read or the town I read. Canadagua. Yes. 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 Okay. Perfect. At least that's where Danny lives. That's what I read. Okay. Um, I want to take this quick moment to shout out all my Rochester heads uh, who (laughs) taught me how to say such fun words as Canadagua or Irondequoit or Chilai. Believe me when I tell you, Rochester has some linguistic uh, intricacies, to say the least. So, back to the story. Okay. So, Wegmans, they are a Roman Catholic family and have been active in donating to Roman Catholic causes. Robert B. Wegman and Peggy Wegman have donated millions of dollars to Roman Catholic schools in the Diocese of Rochester. I read that they, I think, made like the largest donation to a catholic school ever or some like some odd qualifier or like we think this is the biggest one it's like someone's not keeping track (laughs) (laughs) nobody's nobody's uh keeping score of uh how much we're throwing at uh throwing at things okay um but again they are printing money okay like i i we should have should have gotten the net worth of this operation but it's three billion three billion they're not like the wealthiest but they're on some lists they're either like 53rd or 73rd right so somewhere between there which i mean shit more money than me man uh i'll tell you that right now Uh, they're they're fooling a couple more dollars than your uh good friend jim here i'm not even the 53rd richest person in this apartment building and there's like six people in this apartment building it's It's safe to say that you know the wegman's family is uh never gonna run out of money even if they try right like if they're just like (laughs) let me buy let me buy a one billion dollar firework still have two billion left still got two that's if they liquidate everything. One billion dollar fireworks sounds like how you would try and write off a nuclear warhead. Are you <laughs> suggesting that Wegmans <laughs> is going to go nuclear on Whole Foods? Is that? Uh... Oh well, you know, if the grocery stores start the fall of civilization, I'm here for it. So <laughs> let's go for it. Um, but anyway, um, let's we'll talk a little bit about the uh, expansion and stores. Okay. In 1965, the chain expanded beyond the Rochester area with a store in Hornell in the southern tier of New York State. Then in 1968 in Syracuse and again in 77 with its first Buffalo store. I think this is all under the stewardship of Robert Wegman. And from my research, he's the uh, very much lauded as like the guy that set up the current state of Wegmans. Like he did a lot of that heavy lifting and he holds like a very, uh, just a weird monumental uh, stature in the Wegman family, which we can get into in a little bit. I got some research, but uh, I think this is all under Robert's stewardship. Got it. 
I just can't help but think that there's like one Wegman family member who's just like, I want to go to art school. <laughs> oh, Stevie Wegman? <laughs> Stevie, <Yeah. laughs> Stevie Wegman. <laughs> he's like, I want to smoke weed with my friends and play guitar. And they're like, learn about tomatoes, Stevie. That's not my passion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. All right. Back, back on track. All right. <laughs> The first, uh, so the first store outside New York opened in 93 in Erie, Pennsylvania, and the expansion continued into New Jersey in 99, Virginia in 04, Maryland in 05, Massachusetts in 2011, Carolina, North Carolina in 2019, and the, and DC and Delaware in 2022. Now, I should have, uh, chronologically, I should, uh, throw in in 2019. Wegmans came to Brooklyn. I almost cried, <laughs> um, but I held it together for the Wegman family. And then most recently in Manhattan in 2023, as we talked about earlier. If you lived in New York City and you went on the internet between the months of September and October, you were inundated with the news <laughs> right. that Wegmans was opening in Manhattan. Social media creators got so much mileage and still are getting mileage out of that Wegmans opening. I remember seeing like the initial ads for it in Manhattan and I'm like, what is the advertising budget? Because like they are just, (laughs) every bus is like shrink wrapped with like Wegmans, like Wegmans coming soon, Wegmans coming soon. So like, yeah, these they're not they're they're coming to play, man. It's huge. Like I said, I mean, I think I don't know if we were talking about this off mic, but like Wegmans hadn't been in New York City till 2019, right? Or the New York City area. It's been everywhere mm-hmm. else around New York until then. So like people were like, "Man, if you if you live in New York City and then you like go outside and you hit like a uh, Wegmans in New Jersey, you're like, holy shit, there's so much I can buy here. I wish there was one in New York. Well, my brothers and sisters of Wegmans, here we are. Now, we should talk a little bit about the operations of Wegmans, okay? Now, we can't we can't have a conversation about the W without talking about the iconic Wegman sub, okay? Mm, mm-hmm. This sub puts subways to shame. Okay? I am here oh, to Oh, I mean, that's Jim, that's a low that's a pretty low bar in my <laughs> book. Oh, it puts artificial meat product to shame. I, Come on. It's Come true. On. It's true. They <laughs> are, they have, oh, they're overdoing it. They, it, okay. you know, they, <laughs> they have thrown Subway out of the race. Okay. Now, a large, a large sub is mm-hmm. 14 inches. Okay. That, that's a lot. Yeah. You know, when you get like a sub anywhere, right? A hero, wherever. Generally, they cut it in half, okay? So you have like two six-inch subs, right? They cut the 14-inch one into fourths. Like <laughs> it's, in, it's like a party sub. It's a mini yep. party sub, right? Party for one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, full transparency, because I want the listeners to know us, um, I've definitely put down an entire 14-inch sub in my life. 
This is why we make uh, a good podcasting team, because I've also done that more than once. <laughs> yes. For sure. That, that is amongst one of the many reasons why we make a good tandem here, <laughs> is that we have a love of eating a lot of food. So, of all the subs, the most notable is the Danny's favorite, Okay. This is a thinly sliced salami, capicola, and spicy ham with provolone cheese, organic green leaf lettuce, and tomato slices served on their signature sub roll. You have my attention? (laughs) I'm listening. (laughs) You have my attention. (laughs) Let's go. So- Go for it, and they got everything else. When they, if you if, if you're not into a Danny's favor, they got any other kind of sub you want, man. And I assume this is Danny's, as in Danny Wegman's favorite. Yes, it's not Danny Bonaduce. <laughs> it's it's Danny Wegman, uh, for, for sure. Deep Partridge Family Cut. You like that, man? This, see, <laughs> yeah, listen, pretty good. When you, when you need a soundbite, baby, come come to me. I got you. I'm marking it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, put the put the flag on this uh, part of the show. <laughs> so, Wegman's is ranked 29th on the Supermarket News list of the top 75 North American. You were food also rank. on SupermarketNews.com. <laughs> yeah, this was going to be a big bit for me later, dropping that such a thing exists. But I should have known. You, you're a, again. You're a good co-host. You were doing the deep research. On supermarketnews.com. This is not a paid promotion. Right. Guys, just go there. If you want to know what's happening in the supermarket world, there are multiple articles published a day at supermarketworldnews.com. Go tap in. Okay. <laughs> now, Wegmans is 29. Uh, on the top 75 North American food retailers based on sales volume. Mm. I would mm-hmm. certainly love to know what number one is, but maybe at another time. Now, most of Wegman's newer stores are of the supermarket or superstore or mega market type, right? Whoa, so, that escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah, superstore to mega market, right? So I'm Got thinking it. like, you know, like Sam's Club, like times five, right? Mm-hmm. Now, at, you know, with a large area and a variety of foods aimed at an upscale clientele, and in many stores, market cafe for in-store dining areas. Okay, mm. from 2002 to 2009, Wegman's owned and operated Tastings, a full-service restaurant at its Pittsburgh, New York store, which is right outside of Rochester. So, you know, you uh, you match with a young lady on uh, Hinge or Tinder and you go, where do you want to go, baby? And she's like, take me to tastings. And you're like, hell yeah. <laughs> right. So it's, you know, certainly been a gateway to love for so many couples, I bet, in the Pittsburgh area. Sure. You know what sure. I mean? It's got to yeah. be. Now. Wegmans began branding some of its products in 1979, offering basic commodities at a lower price than the national brands. We've seen this strategy before, but Wegmans is doing it. The Wegmans brand has gradually expanded, and in 92, it began another line of products, Food You Feel Good About, which contain no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. And that's the little yellow banner. If you've ever gotten food from Wegmans, there's a little yellow banner on everything. Mm-hmm. That's... That's it. Who do you feel good about, baby? Now, 
The next sub-brand to be launched was Italian Classics in 1995, which introduced pastas, canned tomatoes, and olive oils imported from Italy. What don't they do? Mm. What what are we not getting into, Wegmans? Right. <laughs> so in 2002, Wegmans launched a line of organic products, which are labeled with a green leaf. So pretty much every trend or everything that's food-related, supermarket-related, Wegmans is doing it, and they are bringing it into their fold. So, Did you come across um, any cheese-related information? I did not. You got, you got some cheese talk here? So I got a cheese bomb to drop on you. They have their own like cheese-aging caves. It's like a massive complex, I think outside Rochester, where they built an environment to simulate cheese caves like you know classic right. french cheese aging caves and they like age their own goat cheeses and stuff wow like it, and it's won awards that's cr- like again what are they not doing man like i believe they're no longer making their own pop really yeah that went out the window a little while ago but for a while they were doing their own pop which I don't get to say that word very often. Well, I have since converted to soda because I don't want people to look at me like I'm a fucking freak when I ask for a soft drink. <laughs> but I'm glad to be able to say it here for our uh, understanding upstate friends who may understand. Oh, yeah. What I'm talking about when I say pop. I will tell you this right now. You know, it's it just a little side note. If you are basically going above Binghamton, if you're on a map of mm-hmm. New York State, you go above Binghamton, it's going to be pop talk. You're going to get pop. All right. Like Syracuse, <laughs> definitely Rochester, um, Buffalo, pop. That is what soda is. But Binghamton down, it's soda. Like I grew up soda. It'll always be soda in my brain but when i went to school right outside of buffalo yes mm-hmm. whole lot of pop talk 1000 percent. see can i just let's just take a quick sidebar sure. this has long been my argument why it should be called pop you put the adjective before the word right it's soda pop right okay right soda is a descriptor it's soda pop mm. you're describing pop is the noun right Correct. And soda Correct. is describing what? Think about it. Think about it. Give it time. Right. Go to go to <laughs> grammarworldnews.com. We'll give you all the updates on what hey, is. Just like a speedy, marinate on it. Hey, man. There we go. Listen, you guys are getting sound bites after sound bites, man. Come on. <laughs> we are giving you the business out here. All right. All right. Pop sidebar over. Let's get back yeah. to Wegmans. So- now we got to get into the legal issues that Wegmans has faced and that Wegmans has been dealing with. So after Wegmans updated its logo to a, a script font in November 2010, Walgreens filed a trademark infringement lawsuit against Wegmans. Pump your brakes, Wegmans. <laughs> claiming the W in the Wegmans logo was too similar to Walgreens. The lawsuit was settled in April 2011 when Wegmans uh, agreeing to discontinue use of its W logo by June 2012, although the supermarket retains the right to use the Wegmans name in script. According to Joe Natale, Wegmans Director of Media Relations, 
the cost of making relatively minor changes to a limited number of products was much less than the cost of litigating this case to the end. Mm. Smart move Wegmans. There we go. Prudent. Yeah. You know what? Discretion is the better part of valor. I do got to say, I looked I looked up the, the old Wegmans logo. I like it better. It's like a little more... Um, you like the OG? Yeah. It's a little more bulky it's got like more of a bold feel to it and the new one the new one's fine okay but yeah it's kind of it kind of does look like a little Walgreens. <laughs> yeah i mean i you know truth be told i can see as much as i ride or die for the for the wegmans um i could see where they might have run up against walgreens sure. in terms of this uh not only did wegmans take on walgreens but there is this insane battle between Wegmans and Whole Foods <clears throat> that took place in Brighton, New York, and it lasted for five years. There's so many news articles on this, just chronicling all these bizarre s- steps in this okay. this story. Uh, but in 2018, Whole Foods had had won the ability to open a store in Brighton, New York, which is just just miles from the Wegmans flagship store. I think Brighton is like a, a suburb of uh, of Rochester itself, right? right? So <laughs> enter Wegmans. <laughs> they then uh, send like a representative to a Brighton city meeting and they raise concerns about the environmental impact of a Whole Foods, which is their like standpoint this whole time is like we're just concerned about the town of brighton like are we though you know we think there's gonna be (laughs) right right danny i don't know right um but the the main issue is about the increased traffic in this area which again i think is probably was a legitimate concern itself right but like you know what townspeople bring that right um so there's this crazy back and forth battle where wegmans ends up secretly funding two organizations that object to the whole foods going in again on the grounds of unsafe traffic this battle lasts for years again wegmans is secretly funding these organizations one's called brighton grassroots and the other was save monroe avenue um and it doesn't come out until these two groups publicly thank wegmans for funding them which (laughs) i don't know why they decided to do that but they did at that point the uh, developer that had been hired to build the Whole Foods puts up a really snarky sign, which there, when the Whole Foods is originally announced, there's a sign that go, that went up. It's like, Whole Foods coming soon. They gray out that sign and they slap this bright yellow sign with red lettering that then says, pending Wegman's new lawsuit. So just like, you know, wow. just, <laughs> just so it's known to everyone who's, who's holding things up. There's, multiple lawsuits brought up there's all this back and forth slowly the different aspects of the lawsuits are thrown out and finally Wegmans then like vocally comes out in support of Whole Foods which is a weird thing who would ever have thought we needed that to happen Uh, and finally in April of this year again this started in 2018 April of this year that Whole Foods opened (laughs) just a very Weird, contentious battle between between two grocer titans. This is like this will be like the History Channel 
right? Like the great wars, the great <laughs> yeah. grocery store wars. And like Some violin music playing mm-hmm, under mm-hmm. two Titans fighting for one piece of land who will come out victorious. I've got one more legal anecdote that will slot in here, and it pertains to a one Robert Durst, who uh, is from a documentary called The Jinx, uh, which was popular a number of years ago now, uh, but a millionaire who murdered multiple people and famously, <laughs> famously gave away that fact and got himself uh, found guilty yeah. on his own <laughs> his own admission admission of guilt. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, so a Wegman's employee back in 2000, I think it was 2001, when he was on the lam from the first murder that they thought he committed, he basically was being searched for by the FBI from a murder, I think, in like Galveston, Texas. Mm -hmm. And this there's a nationwide manhunt for him. Robert Durst goes into a Wegman's to steal a sub. I mean, if you're going to steal something from a Wegmans. I get, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. I get it. A sub, a Band-Aid, and a newspaper. He's caught. He, the police are called, which like Wegmans, do you need to call the police for someone trying to shoplift a sub and a Band-Aid and the newspaper? I don't know. We can talk about that later. Again, different podcast. Sure. Police are called. They finally figure it, you know, through some <laughs> low intensity questioning, figure out, oh, this is Robert Durst, <laughs> a millionaire that we've been trying to find. Right. Uh, and he's he goes to his first court case, which he's acquitted on. But again, <laughs> later he implicates himself and he's he's arrested. <laughs> but a, a Wegman's employee, Wegman's caught uh, Robert Durst, which uh, which who who knew? Right. Like, you know, the the real whistleblower uh, out there. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Wow. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, uh, add that to the accolades, right? <laughs> As we were saying before, Wegmans has a loyal fan base of customers who have received recognition for their devotion, who have lined up overnight in the thousands for a new store opening, as Rob, you were talking about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Regularly writing love letters to the store to ask for one to open in a region not presently served. Mm -hmm. Like I was saying, Mm -hmm. like New York City was like, when will you come? And in Northboro, Massachusetts, many high school students staged a musical about the store. (laughs) There you go. Awesome. The store's fans have their own Twitter hashtag, Wegmania. And a Tumblr mm-hmm. page. Yeah, I was going to say they're, uh, I believe they're called Wegmaniacs. Oh, man. You know, the Wegmaniacs are running wild uh, uh, in these streets. If you go to the Wegmans subreddit, your suspicions will be confirmed. It's, they are very devoted to Wegmans. They, like I saw li- someone listed, I think from memory, every Wegmans store if it moved to a new location and it's like opening and moving year and then you had people chiming in like, oh, you missed this store. You missed that store. Oh, I, I didn't include that one because right. technicality. Oh. It's it's a it's a culture. It's intense. It's, yeah, it, it makes sense. Uh, now, in popular culture, right? 
Wegman's brand was used extensively in the American sitcom The Office, which the program being set in Scranton, Pennsylvania, which Wegman's has a store. Although, as we know, the series was filmed in suburban Los Angeles. But to get the nuance of Pennsylvania, the office knew they had to pay homage to Wegmans to really get that, uh, uh, you know, that, that that special touch, that flavor, that, that flavor, flavor, that Wegmans yeah. flavor, baby. Uh, and that is all I got on the life and times of W. Eggmans. I got a little bit more. Well, we were talking off mic. I was trying to find information about specific Wegmans family members. Okay. You can't find a whole lot outside of information, just like what they're doing at Wegmans, the mm-hmm. the grocery store, the the corporation, right? So one one thing I did kind of stumble upon, and I mentioned this earlier again, is Robert Wegman. He did like innovate a ton for the company, and he's again really kind of started to set up the huge expansion that they've seen. Right. Again, he has like this kind of mythical hold on the rest of the family members. Uh, it, it seems, or just again, they've like built him up to kind of be this like this grocery legend. Sure. Uh, as far as like, I found them referencing multiple times a speech he gave as if he's like JFK <laughs> or FDR. Yeah. There many times they reference the, I am a merchant speech. This is like his, I have a dream speech. Yes. Yes. He's not Martin Luther King. He's not. No. He's a man who made a very successful grocery store. I don't know if we should be putting the same amount of weight on what he said. No. But Jim, I have the words here so you can be your own judge. Uh, <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll weigh in and see if he's in the same status here as uh, MLK's speech writing. But All right. Let's go. I'll read maybe just the first paragraph. Okay. Um, but, but here it is. This set the whole Wegman's vision from 67 onward. Uh, in the words of Robert, Robert Wegman. I am a merchant and I have therefore my own philosophy about merchandising. That is to do something that no one else is doing and to be able to offer the customer a choice she doesn't have at the moment. This is the only reason for being in business. To my own way of thinking, this is the only way it should be. All right. Okay. Um, deep. <laughs> uh, I mean, you definitely- Do you feel inspired to sell groceries? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's get out there, pack those bags, <laughs> and get some people fed, man. That's what I'm, that's what I'm here to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but yeah, again, he, he has this, uh, mythical stature in the Wegmans corporation. And I, I looked up his uh, obituary and it struck me that it was all about the grocery store. Like the, I get, this is, the, uh, I'll read the very first, uh, very first paragraph of his obituary. Um, here we go. Wegman led his family's chain to the forefront of supermarket retailing by striving to differentiate the experience for shoppers with added features like in-store cafes, photo labs, and video sections. He is remembered for his focus on creating an environment in which well-treated employees in turn provide high level of service to customers. Jim, this is the man's obituary, and it reads like a biography that he's speaking 
at a SUNY college <laughs> that's, business program. That's And I would even offer like an elevator pitch of why you should work there, <laughs> yeah. right? But he, Jim, that was the first paragraph of like eight that only talked about the grocery store. The very last paragraph is where you f- figure out he was a father and a family <laughs> man. <laughs> I feel like you should flip those, right? Shouldn't that right? be yeah. shouldn't like father, son, husband, shouldn't that uh, be at the top and then the grocery store talk? I don't know. I'm not an obit writer, so. You would think. But this is a through line that I've noticed for like all of the Wegmans in my research were like, Jim, they fucking love selling groceries. <laughs> like that's what that is what they are all about. Except for Stevie Wegman, who wants to Stevie, right? Stevie wants to play guitar and smoke weed with his friends. He's all about those watercolors, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like even Danny Wegman, uh, he presides over the Uniform Code Council, which is UPCs. Those are the barcodes that you scan. He's on the council that standardize standardizes barcodes which you might think like <laughs> standardizes barcodes as is it's an active thing it is it is it, i read it is a couple articles on it and i'm here to tell you it might be the most boring thing <laughs> i have ever read <laughs> to you <laughs> fair enough fair enough uh, but they were like talking about if you change a package 10%, do you need to change the UPC to reflect that? Well, for this reason, yes, if you change it 10%, but then you change it 5% down the line, that's a net 15% change in the packaging. And then people don't know what they're buying. It's like, it still says Cheerios, guys. It still yeah. says Cheerios. I think they're they're still going to do it regardless. I don't think you're, you're still going to get the capture. For sure. But if you, you know, if you want to go deep on that topic, supermarketnews.com. That's a place to be. They're there for you. That's right. Well, do we have any uh, any closing thoughts on Wegmans before we, we go to our next segment? I mean, I will say this. If you are in the New York City area, pull on up to the new location. Uh, um, I'm, we're not we're not sponsored by Wegmans. Um, <laughs> but pull up to the new one. Um, it is a time of your life. And get yourself a sub, man. Get yourself a Danny's favorite. Um, you know what? You could split a 14-incher with uh, you and a friend if you're into it. Uh, but yeah, salute to, salute to the Rochester gods uh, known as Wegmans. Hey, I'm glad you mentioned Danny's favorite because that, uh, that sub is going to play a role in our next segment, which is another ridiculously convoluted game that I have created. <laughs> are, uh, are you ready for it? That I'm ready to play. I swear I'm going to win one of these, Rob. I swear to God, I'm going <laughs> this one. This one's going to be mine, man. I promise you. All right, let's let's do it. All right, let's go. So, Jim, I'm calling this game Danny's favorite game. All right, let's go. Danny's favorite game. So it's loosely based off of my incorrect interpretation of the rules to a Price is Right game, but I actually think this makes it more simpler. Okay. <laughs> so this, All right. Again, it's, uh, it's going to be a price-based game, and the way it's going to work is I'm going to list off five different items, and you're going to choose three of those, and the total added price of those three items cannot exceed $12. Got it. And I'll give you two tries at this, okay? Okay. Now, if you win, this is going to foreshadow an episode we're going to do in 
the future. If we can give uh, our listeners a peek behind the curtain, you and I at some point in the near future are going to strap some wireless mics to ourselves and we are going to do a live record at one of the New York City Wegmans. We don't know which one it's going to be yet, but that that is our plan. And if you win today's game, a medium Danny's favorite sub, because I can't afford the large, is on me. Or we can split a large sub. Your choice. Okay. It'll be on me. Okay. It'll be on me. All right. Are you ready? I've never been more ready, man. (laughs) All right. So again, we've got two chances at this. There's five products sold at Wegmans that I'm going to list. The total price cannot exceed $12. All right. Here are our five items. Number one is a 16-ounce bottle of Salamita's Marinade, which, if you don't know what that is, you should go check out our Speedy episode. Great plug. Love it. So, 16-ounce Salamita Speedy sauce. 16-ounce Salamita's Speedy sauce bottle. Okay. Option two is a Wegmans Speedy Marinade bottle, also 16 ounces. Okay. Third item is a Danny's Favorite Medium Sub. Danny's favorite medium sub. Okay. Next, we have a Wegman's Ultimate Chocolate Chip Cookie 15 pack. Wegman's Ultimate uh, Chocolate Chip. Yep. Okay. And finally, we have a Wegman's Black Cherry Vanilla Sparkling Water 12 pack. All right. 12 pack. All right. So you got to choose three. Okay. To not exceed. $12. This is not including tax. Not including. Uh, okay, tax. great. All right. So here's what I would say to keep me under 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go like this. The 16 ounce Wegman Speedy Marinade. Okay. Okay. Um, the chocolate chip cookie 15 pack. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, oh, man, this is tough. Um, I'm going to say the 12 pack of black cherry vanilla. Jim, I'll give you the price you're at. You're at like 2249. <laughs> you're quite a bit. God damn. Quite a bit above. Wow. 2249. Okay, man. You're up there. Wow. All right. Um I got a really One more shot. Yeah, I one got one more, more chance. All right. Do you want a hint? Yes. Give me a hint. The hint I'll give you is that one of those is really pushing you over. Mm. It's not an average kind of thing. One of those items. So you got to figure out which one to swap out. I'm going to take out the black vanilla cherry. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I'm going to then go with the... uh, uh, the Salamita Speedy. So the two marinades and the uh, the cookies. Jim, you knocked it down by 50 cents with that move. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> well, uh, fuck me. Uh, then, well, it was the cookies. It was the cookies, Man. dude. They're 15 bucks. Get the fuck out of here. They're 15 bucks. Here's the wild thing. The Wegman's Black Cherry Vanilla Sparkling Water 12 pack, $3.99. $3.99. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. So 
I should have went with the two marinades and the seltzer, and that would have fucking. Yep. God damn yep. it. Ah. You were close. Hey, you man. haven't won a free lunch on me yet, but you might. Someday, you man. I'm, boy, I hope I get there, dude. These are. But here's the good news: we're still gonna go to Wegmans and do the live record. Oh yeah. You just gotta buy your own lunch. That's all right. Listen, I'll gladly uh, hand over a couple dollars to the uh, three billion for what's uh, what's being handed <laughs> to me. I don't. Yeah. You know, I try and, you know, and truth be told, uh, I do try and get out to Wegmans at least once a year to get myself a sub because they're the fucking truth, man. There was some real, there's some real shit. That might be my cheat day. I might have a large. Who cares? (laughs) You know what? There's only so much time left in this crazy world. So let me not regret it. You know what I'm saying? Well, we're not going to Wegmans next week, but what are we up to next week? Oh, man. What are we up to next week? Well... My friends, we have a uh, we've got a uh, we've got some good stuff coming for you, um, and we're really excited to get into that. We're going to be going a little bit further upstate than uh, than Old Binghamton. Um, you know how I like to do like the hint, like the teaser. Sure, right. Sure. Um, let's just say this is almost going to sound like a movie, but mm-hmm. one man took on an entire dynasty of a family and you will have to tap in next week to see how it rocks out well again while uh, while everyone's waiting to learn who's taking on this dynasty and what dynasty they may be taking on what can they listen to in the meantime well, here's the thing, what they can listen to and if they do listen to it there's a uh, there's a step before they do it Okay, is they need to buy my album Upstate Understandings. Okay, it's a comedy album. I plug it every week, and God damn it, y'all motherfuckers need to go out and get it. Uh, it's available on vinyl, CD, cassette. Executive produced by the God Rod Adler. Uh, oh, yeah, I said it, and I, I, cool. I said what I said. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, go, go pick that up. You can get it at gymsearch.bandcamp.com. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. We'll do that for you. Um, so go do that. And also go to gym search. When you get to gymsearch.bandcamp.com, there's not only just the album, but there's also some really cool merch. I put together some sick t-shirts. It's a holiday season. Get somebody you care about a t-shirt. Uh, you know, there's some other really cool things that we put together uh, th- uh, surrounding the album too. You can get those there. Uh, you know, all social media. I'm at Jim Search. Uh, JimSearchComedy.com is a is another good place to go. Uh, catch me uh, seeing what type of shit I'm up to, type of shit I'm on. Uh, so yeah, go, uh, go do that. Oh, folks, check this out. So on December 2nd, from two to eight, I'm going to be at a vendor spot in New Jersey. It's called the art of dopeness. It's going to be at the elementary brewing company. Uh, so come out to that. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, there's going to be so many dope vendors there, some great art from local artists, I'm going to be doing a set there. There's going to be some live performances, so I'll be telling some jokes. I'll have copies of that album uh, available there as well. If you pull up for that, 55 Borges Lane Elementary Brewing Company, if you come to that event and you said, hey, I heard about this show through the podcast Understanding Upstate, I'll grab you a beer when I'm there. How about that? Because God is great. That's a deal. 
That's the only kind of deal you might find at Wegmans, but mm. Jim's also going to give it to you. Well, you know what's going to happen? Rob is going to bite me in the ass, and there's going to be like 70 mm. people that are going to show up, be like, I'm here to redeem the uh, uh, beer that you said I would get if I showed up to see you. <laughs> so, uh, you know, hey, make me uh, make sure I go broke buying everybody beers to come out. <laughs> but then you also have to buy the album, too. So uh, mm. that's that's a contractual obligation you got there. Um, so, yeah, um, come out to the Elementary Brewing uh, December 2nd from 2 to 8, whatever time you want to pull up. I'm going to be there. It's going to be a great time. So all praises due to that. Rob, you got some stuff to talk about because let's say they have done all the things I've asked them to do, but they're like, my heart is still not full. What can they do to fill their heart? Well, I'm sad to say they cannot buy my album at Wegmans, but they can get it at brooklynfrequency.bandcamp.com. Again, link in the show notes. Just go there. If you want an album that is full of beats inspired by disco, boogie, funk, and just you know, good, good grooves to listen to, you should check out my album, New York Sticky. Again, link in the show notes. Go grab it. Also, if that doesn't satisfy you, you can also... Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Rate, review it, and also share this episode with a friend who doesn't have Wegmans in their life yet, and we can help uh, share the joy that is the grocer superstore with them. Yes, that's what you should do. <laughs> you know what? Uh, there's W for Wegmans, W for Wu Tang. I'm telling you, don't let the, the W has never steered anybody wrong. I know that. That's true. It's true. 100%. Well, did we uh, figure out a way to sign off for uh, today's episode? We didn't. We didn't. I figured it out last week. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm going to throw it to you, man. How, how do we how do we gracefully exit this, uh, this joint here? Clean up on aisle five. <clears throat> I'll see you next week, Jim. Yes. That's it, baby. Clean up on aisle five. Peace. Understanding Upstate is a podcast hosted by Jim Search and Rob Adler, edited by Rob Adler, and music from Regal Monk.